and it's time now for the Rural News with Maya Burry. Kia ora, Maya and communication issues are still testing isolated rural communities. Kia ora, Mani. There will be some useful information from civil defence for these isolated communities just after this rural news update. Uh, but to get a better feel of the challenges facing these residents, I have been speaking to a Wairoa helicopter operator this morning. Corey Isherwood says he's been blown away by the resilience of cut-off farming communities that he's visited and dropped supplies to in the last week. But he adds that the lack of connectivity, it is taking a toll on people's mental health. Mr Isherwood says even today he's still flying to pick up someone in an isolated part of the district. They haven't had anyone come to check on them and have only just been able to reach out for help. He says affected communities deserve a huge amount of credit for rallying together and organising themselves in what are extremely trying circumstances. And that's just what the rural communities do. You know, we're sort of stopped in to do welfare checks in some places and they're uh, at their community centres, whether it be the sports ground or the the fire station where it may be, they've they've got, you know, three or four pages in some cases of of information with roads that they've been and checked. Um, names of people I've contacted, any medication that might be required. Uh, Yeah, they're doing a fantastic job, the the local sort of communities. When you do manage to land in an area and visit a family that hasn't had anyone check in on them, I'm imagining you get a pretty good reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's uh, there's a few tears had, um, that's for certain. So, um, yeah, no, no, everyone's... And look, most a lot of people are are fine um, physically and they have food. Um, especially with where we're dealing in the rural communities, you know they do have food, they they have their own water, they're, they're pretty much self-sufficient. But it's the it's the mental and the emotional side of it. Mm. And given that you've flown over a lot of these areas, Corey, what's your feeling about how big the repair job is going to be? Ah, uh, you almost can't describe it, to be honest. It's yeah, I, I couldn't even begin to think where you would start. Corey Isherwood says everyone in the district is pitching in to help with the recovery efforts. And he says while helicopter operators often receive a lot of praise and kudos, he says there's so many others who are deserving of recognition. A forestry leader says harvesting contractors and their crews are without work and under immense pressure. The Forestry Industry Contractors Association estimates more than 1,000 workers in cyclone-hit regions are in limbo due to broken roads, unstable forestry blocks and inaccessible equipment. Association Chief Executive Prue Younger says she understands the concerns about forestry slash in Tairawhiti and that issue must be addressed and resolved. But she says frontline workers, such as contractors, are given prescribed tasks by landowners to carry out. She says these are local people who have families to feed and they don't deserve to have the slash issue thrown on them. The slash issue is not, as I said, is not, you know, it shouldn't be thrown back on the contractor at all. They're a contracted service provider into the landowner. And in that case, you know, they're business owners themselves, they've got staff, they need to keep those staff on. And I think that's our biggest concern is that without wages or money to pay wages, we'll be losing a skilled workforce if we don't get back to work in, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And Prue Younger says that contractors should have access to the government's cyclone support package for businesses. Meanwhile, Hawke's Bay wine growers are still assessing how much impact Cyclone Gabriel will have on this year's vintage. 
There are 4,000 hectares of grapes in the region, and Brent Lynn from the group Hawke's Bay Wine says a large part of the wine estate will successfully work its way through the event. But he says where there has been damage, it's been very serious. He says big decisions will have to be made around redevelopment programs in areas that were hit by high levels of silt and flooding. Um, That's um, a process that the whole community will have to go through. It's not just the Vineyard Estate that's been affected by these events. Uh, You know, we have uh, communities um, that have been compromised as well. So I think that there's going to have to be, you know, a community-wide discussion around that. And Brent Lynn says harvesting, which was due to start last week, is now underway. As well as the immediate needs of flood-hit farmers, there's concerns about a nationwide shortage of supplementary feed following widespread crop losses. Last year, about 1.2 million tonnes of maize silage was produced for winter supplementary feed, but this season's crop has taken a major knock, with entire fields wiped out. AgFirst consultant Tafi Manjala says many farmers will now be forced to find alternatives. If people don't have enough supplement on hand, they're going to have to purchase additional feed from the market, which adds on farm costs. Crop yields have generally been low, given the witness that delayed planting and in some instances damaged planting, and of course the recent cyclone that flattened some maize crops in certain areas. And it'll be stressed at a really busy time of the year. Tafi Manjala says the cyclones hit farmers at a bad time as they tend to take things a bit easier right now in order to be well rested ahead of the busy winter period. And his advice for affected farmers is to sit down, take stock and make a list of priorities. There's a lot of things to be done but there's some activities that are more important than others like making sure that your cows are milked, uh, making sure that you've got secure boundary fences so you can secure your stock making sure that you can feed those animals so that you keep them in production. A lot of us in the farming communities, in those jobs or in those roles where we feel we can do things and make things happen ourselves, but this is a huge effort that will be required to recover. Get as much help as you can. That's Tafi Manjala. Just lastly, honey exporter Convita says its facility in Hawke's Bay has suffered extensive damage and is very likely a write-off. But it says it has moved honey extraction to another facility. And that's the rural news for today. Koe rā te o te tai whenua.